Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Talkback time with Smithy. Brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Call now for a chance to win today's $50 Chemist Warehouse voucher. 0800 150 811. Yep, there you have it. 0800 150 811. And yes, $50 Chemist Warehouse voucher up for grabs. Pretty handy. Mother's Day just around the corner, I would imagine. Uh, first start up for us this morning is uh, a man that communicates with us a lot. Um, but basically by text. I've spoken to him once before, uh, but it's a really good morning to Jeff the Ref, and I would imagine, Jeff the Ref, you want to talk about refs? Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Yeah, no, it's an interesting subject you just uh, brought up this morning. Um, as you know, I've been involved 25 years, and um, the good subject about do we give the referees a wee bit of slack? If you, if you go back to when I first started, some of the the hardest grades the referee is those uh, morning grades where the parents think their sons and daughters are going to be the next all blacks, you know, and uh, and some of those games, morning grades, age group games can be some of the toughest games you can referee in your career <laughs> to, to a point. Um, well, that, that to me is one of the issues, Jeff. That's one of the issues for me is because here's the thing. Um, if you're going to yell at the TV... Um, and it becomes a habit, and I do from time to time. I, I, I curse under my breath at times when I'm on the sideline trying to commentate these games as well. Um, then uh, you're, you're probably going to be one of those parents that's going to yell on the sideline on a Saturday morning, which is, uh, I don't think, are okay. One, because those referees are all volunteers. They're all doing it for the love of the game and the good of the game, and they are different for the people that make a living out of it for me. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, they're the young guys. We lose a lot of these young referees because when I started, played the game to, to my 30s, you know, and I took, it, took the game up into 34, 35, done 25 years. So I could handle a lot of the sideline comments um, and I didn't take it too personally where a lot of these young young guys who are our future referees at grassroots and at international level we lose a lot um, because uh, they get a pretty hard time. We've actually, in Central Targa here, we've built up this rugby culture now that we're a family. And that's rugby players, coaches and referees. So we are part of the... Us referees now, at all levels, are part of the rugby family and we're looked after. 
Okay, what happens on the field? Dave's on the field in the club rooms. We're looked after. We tell a joke. We have a feed. We're a, but as a referee, you've got to be, approach, be approachable to speak to the coaches and the scuppers after the game and, and be prepared to put up your hand and say, yeah, I've got that wrong. But let's, we've all got something to work on next Saturday, whether it's a player or referee. You know, just, but we've got to be, have that, get that family culture going. It's all about retention long term. You know, and I love the game. And I took it up because I thought I could be a better referee than Paddy O'Brien and, and Colin Hawke. But, but I reckon if every spectator on the sideline or even the commentators at Sky TV refereed a game, a group game, they get a, a different perspective of uh, what's involved. And you just, it's humanly impossible to get every rule, you know, right. And if you're referee to the law book, you wouldn't have a game of rugby. It's... There's too many bloody rules compared to soccer, mate, you know. But the other point is, though, Jeff. I mean, what people want is flow, you know, it, and it's an entertainment as well, isn't it? Uh, it's about flow. It's about um, seeing quality rugby over the space of your 80 minutes. And there's the other issue, of course, because of the panel, it's now a, a refereeing by committee, not individual. You'll have to agree with that. Uh, these games can go yeah. up to, you know, uh, 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 actual playing time, getting towards two hours now. Uh, some of the outlandish ones are getting up towards two hours because of all the speculation. Now, Jeff, um, I understand you know uh, certain points of view there, but I, I'm I'm worried about that side of it. Yeah, like well, I refereed a game on the weekends, but a premier game, and I could have, especially at the breakdown, I could have you know fined four or five different reasons, blame a whistle, but you just got to let it breathe. Try and be number thirty-one on the paddock. Um, this is foul play, um, and, and and law seven is the best law in the book. Advantage, and there were some cracking tries. Those the Aratown Bulls and the uh, Abadillo Alex team, you know, and and I was part of that reason why they scored some great ten tries out wide. You know, I let it just got to communicate, let it flow, and 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 let, it, let them dictate the game to a certain degree if both teams are trying to play positive rugby. But you could find, as I say, particularly in the breakdown where uh, there's a lot of things happening there, you could find a, a penalty every time, but you wouldn't get a game of rugby. The game wouldn't flow, really. Um, yeah, I underst- yeah, understand your sentiments, Jeff. Uh, thanks very much for your, your call this morning, uh, speaking from a referee's point of view. And there are uh, numerous issues to look at along the way, but um, I just wondered, uh, Dean has joined us from Dunedin. Dino, good morning to you. Uh, you're an avid watcher of the game. I'm not sure if you've ever been a referee at any level, whatever, but what's your take on it? Yeah, mate, obviously love the game and uh, listen to Jeff, he was kind of interesting. Like, the one point I took from it that I guess is lost is the referee is 31, and I did lots of it, to be brutally honest. I could have done a lot more, like when Gappy or Shane McDermott started, I started about a week before him, and Paddy O'Brien was my advisor or mentor or whatever, so I was very lucky. But that two hours a week I did with the referees was the worst two hours of my life. That's the honest truth. And the reason I say that, it starts at the top, same as NZRFU, but you've got people that know every rule. And I know Jeff, because I spent a bit of time in Cromwell as well, so I did a bit of refereeing there more touch than rugby because I had to go at the referee and it was the same stuff. I thought, nah. 
not doing it. But you've got a lot of guys that are lawyers and accountants. I don't mean to say that because they're clever, but they actually are clever, and they know the rules. They know every rule, but they don't know what that rule means in the plain sense. Now, as Jeff said there, he could blow the whistle on every ruck, more, whatever. You can't. But the most important thing and the glaringly obvious thing for me with referees is they lose sight of the ball. Once you've lost the ball, you've lost the game. Because when you, the ball's the only thing that's important. And what the players do around the ball, that's what you're officiating. What happens off the ball is off the ball, and there's people to help you with that now. But the referee's sole job is where's that bloody ball? And if he keeps a hold of that, he's got control of the game. But he is 31. Now, Steve Walsh was a classic, beautiful referee, good-looking young bloke, everything going for him, but he had a bad rugby injury, and he wanted to be number one, not number 31. And that just doesn't work. You're not there. It's not about you, but you're a huge part of the game. Now, I understand that family thing and whatever he's talking about in Cromwell, but, yeah, I didn't get into that either. Like, I got abused by experts, mate, when I refereed. Like, guys that played 100 games for South, and I won't mention their names, but one of them could be listening. He knows. And I said to him after the game, he came up and apologised, and I said, mate, you're just lucky it's me. Because I don't really care, you know. I'm doing this. And I was only the touch judge that day. And he abused in front of a lot of people. And I thought, okay, you're entitled to your opinion. You, you know, he's passionate. But you can't do it, you know. And if I had a moan because of who he was, nothing would have happened either because of who he was. But if it was um, someone like Ian Smith from Tokoroa that no one knows, they'd throw the book at him. And that's the problem in rugby, like... The headshots and that as well. That's another aspect of it. When a guy's falling in front of you and you're committed to smoking him in the ribcage, how that's a red card when you hit his head, I've got no idea. That's just an incident in rugby. The Nepo Nalalas, when he comes in and hits the guy Lamb in the back of the head with his shoulder when he's prone on the ground, that's banned him for life. And then he does it again in the second half. He got a penalty in the first half. In the second half, he does it again but gets the guy flush in the teeth. Get rid of that guy. Like, I don't care how good he is, whether he's an all-black, what he is. If you want to make an example of someone that people are going to take notice of, and they won't because they say it's his livelihood and he's got to feed his family, but the bottom line is that's thuggery. Sonny Bull Williams did exactly the same thing to the boy Robinson in the Lions test. The only part of Robinson you could see was his head, and he nails it with his shoulder. And now we laud him. Like, really? That's the aspect of the game I hate. And that's where the referees have got to get it wrong, right. And unfortunately, they get it wrong. And they go to the bunker and they slow it down a thousand times and everything looks bad in slow motion. You play it flat out. If that guy's falling and you hit him in the head, that's an incident in rugby. You're never going to avoid it, but you shouldn't go down to 14 men because of it. If you go high and take his head off, definitely. If you jump on his head, definitely. But the ruck needs to come back to sort out this rubbish. There's too much mauling... Who likes to see it, Smithy? I've gone on about it often enough. It's utter rubbish. But the refereeing starts from the top. And that's why I got out of it, because I just couldn't be bothered listening to people that... And it's not having skin in the game or blood in the game, all these flash cliches either, but it does make a difference. Like Glenn Jackson, as much as the Highlanders hated him, he still was a damn good ref, because he actually played the game at a really high level and understood. You know, that's the main thing. It's the rules are there, but you've got to understand them. And unless you've played, I honestly don't believe you ever will. That's my opinion on Dino, that. And as for the, yeah, uh, 
Yep. Appreciate it, Dino. Th- absolutely, thank you. Uh, I've got to move on. Some wonderful thoughts there. And uh, now that I know you're a referee as well, um, interesting. Uh, very interesting to have your thoughts on that. Uh, much more an all-rounder, and I thought just a pub watcher. I, I can understand now, Dean. Hey, uh, Zaid, uh, thanks very much for being so patient this morning. Zaid, uh, you got a favourite football team? Yeah, so my team is um, Chelsea, and um, why I started supporting them was, you might think it's a bit of a bandwagon um, idea, but I jumped in them as soon as they won that 2012 Champions League final. I turned it on, and um, ever since then, I've loved Chelsea. was a big fan of Frank Lampard and Didier Drogba, and wake up every morning, pretty much they play. Um, it was a pretty hard game to wake up for um, against Everton the other day, um, mm. but I guess it's housing at Everton, and... Um, we really need to sort out this ownership problem with Chelsea. I've heard Todd Bowley from the um, Los Angeles Dodgers as a front runner, but it's taking a lot of time, and um, uh, we need to need to sort this out. Um, and it's, but it's going to take a long time. With also the English government, um, but yeah, I've heard there's been some speculation somewhere around that that three billion dollar mark. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that they can sort it out. Um, and it's been a yeah, pretty up and down season for Chelsea, but they're still, you know, they're not they're not title challengers this year, but they're still, you know, top top four, which will be them for another Champions League. But a game that quite hurt me recently was the uh, Real Madrid game. We were up three two. Um, we were up in that in that in that league, and then we conceded and um, right at the end of the game, and then extra time we lost to to Real Madrid. Um, and yeah, I know we would have been playing Man City. Uh, this league, but you never know what could have happened. Uh, but I guess at least they won the Champions League last year against Manchester City. Um, but yeah, I love Chelsea, and it's on, my, it's on my bucket list to go to a game at Stamford Bridge at some stage, but it's just pretty hard to get to um, London from New Zealand because it's pretty expensive, but it is on my um, bucket list to go to a Chelsea game. Said, um, love to hear your passion for Chelsea. Uh, I love to hear the reason why you've got a, a passion for, for Chelsea. also want to thank you for your communications into the station as well, uh, whether it be by text or phone call as well. Uh, Zaid, so uh, thanks very much for waiting and thanks for that. Now that I know you're a Chelsea fan, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about you because I'm a crosstown rival fan in Tottenham Hotspur. But uh, we'll keep it from now on, Chelsea v Tottenham Hotspur for me. Uh, With you, Zaid, will have a totally new meaning. And thanks to the callers this morning. Uh, Logan will make a decision on who's going to get the Chemist Warehouse voucher this morning, uh, 50 bucks worth. We'll have another one tomorrow morning. We'll come up with a couple of topics uh, for you to talk about, uh, or maybe you've just got your own. If you something that really grates on you throughout today or has been for a while, don't mean you have to be a subject that I bring up. They're just ideas. If you've got something that you really want to have a crack at uh, and uh, get in line to win that uh, Chemist Warehouse voucher for 50 bucks, uh, by all means, Go ahead, give us a call, 0800-150-811. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.